0: From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone and welcome to the Diz Unplugged roundtable discussion for the week of January 18th, 2012. I'm John Magi and I'll be your host this week. I am joined by our Orlando team, Kevin Close. Corey Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kathy Whirling, and Max the Intern working the controls. In this segment, uh, Kevin and I are going to finish up our report of our Adventures by Disney Italia Christmas Adventure. Uh, we, the last couple of uh, shows we've been doing, the segments before this was Rome and Tuscany, and now we're going to finish it up with my favorite, Venice. Take it away, Kevin. When we last
1: left you, Last week, we were leaving Florence. In Florence, we all got on uh, our motor coach. They told us to pack our, a day bag because we wouldn't be seeing our luggage again until later in the day. And we got on the Eurostar, a high-speed train through Tuscany, which takes you into Florence. And the Florence train station is kind of open air There's part of it that's covered, but it has that sort of 1930s Italian look to it. It's just very, very, it's beautiful. And you get on this nice train, and it takes you through the countryside. And watching the Tuscan countryside slide by is a trip in and of itself. It's worth Everything you can imagine it has, The window has great big picture windows It took us through the foothills of the Alps towards Venice So we did get to see snow We mm. hadn't seen snow any place on our trip And uh, the plane didn't or, Excuse me, The train didn't stop anywhere uh, there, I mean there were scheduled stops But none of us got off So we didn't get to experience the snow But you did get to see it And then as you're all of a sudden You start to see Looks oh. like you're going into a beach town You're going to leave out the, the server The train stewardess <laughs> The train the, 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 There was a train flight attendant who walked through with her little trolley. Do you want something to drink? And I, I said, well, do you have Diet Coke? Water or juice? <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll have a water. And she literally slammed the cup on my little tray enough that the water popped up out of the glass.
0: And I'm like, no, I don't want any more water, thank you. I'd rather stay dry. So they do serve water or juice. And they said, she said, do you want... A snack. Now, before we get on the train, we go to the train station. We pick out our lunch, which is a sandwich and a drink, and we bring it on the train with us. So at this point, it's kind of like, I don't know. We had to stop for a minute, and we had to think about, do we want a snack? We've already had lunch, and we're kind of full. So apparently, we hesitated too long, and she got mad at us, and she took cookies out of her bag and threw them at us.
1: She literally (laughs) threw them at us. Our our seats the best thing ever. (laughs) Oh, great. uh, Our seats faced another set of seats, and on one side of the train, there's two seats side by side facing another set of seats, and there's a table in between them, and then on the other side of the train, there's two seats, but only – there's single seats facing each other, again, with – Oh, kind of like motion. we had not yeah. going to San Diego, yeah.
2: So
0: – she did. She took these crackers out of her pocket and <laughs> threw them out. She had enough. She was enough. You know, I, can't, I can't wait. I'm on a schedule. Can we talked <laughs> about this all the way to Venice.
2: How long was the train ride? Ben, um, about two hours. And,
1: and the lunch, was that provided by
2: ABD or that, that was, was just your
1: lunch? There was, in the Florence train station, there's a restaurant slash convenience store slash everything else you can imagine. And the ABD guides took us in and you were allowed to pick out mm. what you wanted to
0: eat. No. So take care of the cost and-,
1: right. and you get your little bag lunch to take on the train with you. And then you pull into you start to see the water on both sides of you and you pull into the Venice train station and you're sure that Mussolini's there waiting for you because this really is out of the nineteen thirties. Oh, wow. It's got really? those the high windows with the light streaming through and there's all that little dust shafts all over, and it's like you're walking into something really romantic and amazing. But you walk outside and all of a sudden your mouth just drops open, because you walk out into Venice, which is teeming with people, and the gondolas are going by, and the boats are going by, and you think to yourself, you've entered someplace magical. Yeah. Venice, to me, is—it's like nothing you've ever experienced unless you've been to Venice. It really is. It, there's onward. no way to it's... describe it. it It's—it takes you a couple of minutes to adjust to the fact that a you're in Venice. And that there really are no streets or no roads. There's boats. So at this point, they, uh, everybody uh, ABD provides a gondola ride to the hotel. Mm. Uh, gondola rides are very, very, very expensive if you decide to do them on your, on your own. I, I, I would liken it to a carriage ride through Central Park okay. in New York.
2: But it's almost like something you
1: have to do. Well, yeah. It's a tourist. It, yes. feels, a tourist, like, yeah. it feels like. You know. it's a So I gotta ask
2: the little gondola men, Are they wearing black and white striped shirts? Absolutely. Well, it, or they are in, not. Are they are. You serious?
1: Absolutely. And yeah. the little hats, in the yeah. little yeah. red scarf, and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, however, it was cold. cold when we were there, so they had little coats over. The- oh, yeah. Stop using the word "little." They had coats on. You said it. I <laughs> <didn't> <laughs> know you did. Are they wearing little shirts? Um, yeah, they do. They dress like you would see, but again, it was cold, so they were all dressed for winter. Uh, I had an experience in my gondola in 2006. Oh, do tell. Uh, well, oh, we've heard well, the story before. Yeah. Like we're trying hard. to
2: get down into the... Yeah,
1: we're trying to get in. And- the gondolas are basically canoes, and I don't want to jump off a dock into a canoe. And with my eyesight being what it is, I had let them know when I arrived in Rome that I had no intention of getting into the gondola. So John and I had a very different experience. We took what they call a Vaporetto. And a vaporetto is Venice's version of a city bus. The there, water. there is a dock. You pay for your your vaporetto ticket, and you get on. And then there's up overhead. There's a list of the stops. They told us what stop we would get off at for our hotel, and we were the last stop on the on the vaporetto line. So we got to take the entire tour, and. While the gondola ride is very charming, and you know I, everybody should do it, I thought what we did was a very a very different experience, yeah. and I enjoyed
0: it. It was I, really cool. Not only did you get to see sort of like the gondola ride, they take you to the you know the narrow little alleys of water, and it's just very romantic. Here you kind of see a little bit of everything. We went past the airport area. I don't want to say we went past the airport, but we went past sort of the. The outer skirts of Venice, where the uh, the train station came in, and I of got the, the feeling that areas. this wasn't
1: a, as touristy as other things that you can do in Venice. More like, local stuff. It was more like people going to work and coming home and things like that. I
0: got on with a hand truck full of like construction stuff. Like he was taking it to his, like he went to the huh. Home Depot and got stuff to yeah. take to his villa to fix. It was yeah, really cool.
1: it was. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun. So we came uh very close to our hotel. We got off uh our hotel is very close to the Piazza San Marco and our St. Mark's Square. St. Mark's Square is kind of the epicenter of Venice. It's the big wide square that
0: you always see pictures of. You see those- the things where the people have the pigeons all over them. Yeah. That's okay. it.
1: If you think of Epcot, the tall tower in Epcot is in St. Mark's Square in Venice. It's called the Campanile and the uh, building next in front of it or right behind it with the great big arched windows. That's the Doge's palace. That's on St. Mark's Square. So if you've been to Epcot, that part of Venice looks very familiar. But that's really the center of, that's the hub of activity. Our hotel was literally a forty steps from St Mark's Square. If you walked through St Mark's Square and walked just out of it, our hotel was the first building you saw. Mm. We stayed in the Luna, uh, the Hotel Luna Baglioni. It's a beautiful boutique hotel that sits right up against St Mark's Square. So we walked out. The, we walked along the Grand Canal and found our hotel. uh, Harry's American Bar, the famous bar where Hemingway and Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall and all the American expatriates hung out, and that's in the same building as the hotel that we stayed in. So the location of this hotel could not possibly be better. The only way you would be closer to St. Mark's Square is if you slept in the church. (laughs) Uh, We checked into our hotel, and I was having knee problems at that time. I this is an ongoing thing, and that eventually I'm going to have to have fixed. And they said, Well, our guide said, Well, we understood that you had problems with the tub shower combinations in other hotels, so we've gotten you a room that has a walk in shower. John and I were overjoyed. So we went up to our room. They, uh, your, the bell captain takes you up to your room. John and I had a two bedroom, or two room suite. Mm. We had a living room and a bedroom. If you opened our windows, you looked out onto the canal. There was a small canal running alongside of it. And if you just looked a little bit to one side, you could see out to the Grand Canal. So it was Mm. a pretty amazing room. We had a walk-in shower. We had a bathtub. We had an absolutely beautiful room. So after checking in, uh, your first day... We got there what? The day after Christmas Eve.
0: Mm. We got there a little bit early to the hotel because everybody else was doing a gondola right, ride. the day after Christmas? That's you got there Christmas Day? No, we got
1: there the day after... after I'm Christmas sorry, day. Christmas Day. Okay, 26th. No, we got there the 27th. We got there the 27th. I apologize. I said that wrong. We got there the day after the Christmas Day. After. Day
0: after Christmas. I kind of have to keep it straight in my head. Um, so everyone else had done the gondola ride and had done a walking tour of Venice, and we just decided to listen again no,
1: walk. we actually got there the day after Christmas because we were there for two the 26th. nights. The 26th. the twenty six. Yeah, okay, the 26th. Because all most of the shops in Venice, the right. the upscale shops were closed. Uh, the hotel and right around St Mark's Square, this is where the really upscale boutiques are. In our building was Chanel, and then across the street was Fendi. So we're it's a very upscale area. However, in between those. Are small shops selling Venetian goods, and you can buy everything from things that
0: cost, you know, a half a euro to really expensive stuff. So, and so the the group went on the walking tour, and again, we asked and just said, "Listen, we don't want to hold the group up, and Kevin doesn't want to walk." There's gonna be a lot of stairs when you get, when you do a walking when you walk around Venice. When you get to a canal, you have to climb stairs. to okay. go on a little bridge that usually stairs okay. up and yeah, stairs down. We found in a lot of places, though, they had put ramps in. Right. That instead of stairs, to
1: make them handicapped accessible, they've put they've taken, because a lot of the stairs are really, really wide, um, they've taken sections of it and covered them with a small metal ramp. Um, it takes up less than half of the stairway okay. so that people using the stairs still have access to it, but that makes it accessible to people in wheelchairs or with mobility issues, which I think is great. It does take away a little bit of the look of it, but it does give access to people to other parts of the yeah. city.
2: I found those sections to be the, the most photogenic mm-hmm. to, you know, when you cross over and just taking a, a shot. I mean, it was unreal.
1: I don't find any of Venice to be anything less
0: right. than photogenic. There's no <laughs> way you can look. Turn a corner and that it's
2: Yeah, you're in sensory
0: overload. In. It really is. Um, so as the as the group did their walking tour, we just checked into the hotel and we did our own. We decided to head out and, and explore and look at the area around where the hotel was. And again, the, the, the main theme running through this entire trip was the location of these hotels. Just in, unbelievable. And what was near you and what was so convenient. I think what appealed to me is where we live now in Orlando, you have to get in a car. Mm-hmm. You want to go to the grocery store. You want to go to anything. You have to get in a car. I mean, just to be able to walk out your hotel and hit a cafe and get a cup of coffee and just incredible.
1: So after the gondola ride and the walking tour of Venice and checking into your hotel, the rest of the time on that day is on your own. So as I, John said, we one of the really amazing things that I said this last week about um, stopping in Orvieto as you 're walking through Venice, you could be walking on a broad street where you could walk six or eight people abreast. I mean you could walk six or eight people down the middle of the road by your side by side however you 'll turn a corner and it 's actually a street which will have shops on both sides of it, but you can't pass another person without turning sideways yeah. and any place in the United States where I saw alleyways like this, I wouldn't go down them. Yeah. In Venice, it's just the way you get to the next area, and you'll walk through smaller residential areas where you'll know, notice that there's a lot of um, you just they, they you assume that there's people's homes, but then you go out into a really bright little plaza piazza, and it's lined with stores and it's buzzing and there's people everywhere. Well, neighborhoods, yeah. yeah. So it there's was, one thing
2: you got to watch out for in those, al- those alleyways that happened to Julie.
0: Birds. Ooh.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened to us in Rome with yeah. one of the people we were with. As she you're got- walking through, I said to John a couple of times, I have to pay very close attention to the ground because my depth perception is off. So I'm constantly looking at the ground to make sure that there's not a cobblestone that's raised or there's not a curb. And I said to John at one point, do you see the line of... Pigeon droppings along the mm-hmm. side of the building. Move to the other side of the street. Yeah. So you do have to be careful of that. In 2006, we had an issue in one of those small streets with a pickpocket. We were a little more cautious this time. Uh, our wallets went inside our coats as opposed to down in a pants pocket that was readily accessible. No problems whatsoever. Maybe they, we just didn't look to, enough touristy enough anymore. But we wandered around most of the rest of the day and found a great little restaurant, which they're everywhere. And we went in and sat down and had a wonderful meal. And Did a little shopping, but oh, as I said, a lot of the bigger stores were closed. I found a beautiful leather bag in a store window. Kind of a carry-on duffel bag kind of thing. Right near our hotel, and I said to John, I'm going to come back and look at that tomorrow when these stores are open.
2: How many leather bags did you bring home?
0: Two. Is that the, what you're telling me? Just two? Or is that, <laughs> really, <one>? is that <laughs> the, the official
2: story?
1: Three. I forgot. I did buy one in the airport on the way home. The airport. But I got a really good Tumi bag. Tumi is a really good luggage company that was originally $500 for 125 euros. So it was a bargain. However, the crack addict. (laughs) I went back to look at this this duffel bag, and we walked in, and the lady says, "Oh, you have very good taste." Why? How much is it? It was four thousand four hundred euros. And you bought it? No. (laughs) That's about six thousand dollars. Okay. Just the point. Um, (laughs) The next day, the group went on. They went to a mask making event. However, it's a 40-minute walk across town, and it is a two, two two-and-a-half-hour experience, and then it's a 40-minute walk back to the Mm. hotel. And John and I had made masks in 2006, and they're still sitting up on top of our entertainment center in our living room. So we decided, because you only have two days, really, in Venice, and the first day is the gondola and the walking tour, and all of the stores were closed that day. So we decided to explore Venice on our own We get up and we had breakfast And we just went for a walk And we ended up near the Rialto Bridge And we, it was lunchtime And we went into this Unbelievably small, unbelievably crowded Unbelievably busy Little restaurant right near the Rialto Bridge I'm talking This was the size of a This restaurant was the size of a bedroom In most people's homes and the Rialto Bridge is a very busy area of Venice and I would say that the restaurant was never less than packed full of people Hmm. but it was like it was great fun to sit there amidst all this chaos and we sat at a little like I would describe it as a cocktail table kind of thing if you were in a bar, a table that big, and there was table service, and we sat there, and we had lunch, and it was very inexpensive. We had a couple of sandwiches and a couple of... Um, John had a coffee, and I had a diet soda, and I think the whole thing was 18 euros.
0: But it was a wonderful way to spend the afternoon. So... One of the things that... Uh- was fun about this trip was seeing the, the various decorations that they had. We talked about how it was very different from the U.S. and there was very subtle. Venice was gorgeous. They It was just done in such an incredible way. Except for off of St. Mark's Square there was the strangest nativity scene I'd ever seen in my life.
1: This is a very famous artist who has done this nativity scene. However, it looked a little bit like precious moments on prednisone. Hmm. These were um, Big? I mean, how big yeah, are we talking? I, I'm tall, I, uh, very tall. Life I, I'm size. Almost as tall as
0: John. I have a picture I'm going to share with you. And depending on my mood, I may or may not post it on the site. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin made me stand next to one of them and I was not a happy camper. Because it was the weirdest freaking thing I'd ever seen in my life.
1: Oh,
2: that is is weird. Wow.
1: (laughs) You need to do me a favor and please look at the look on John's face. Okay, he has got
0: to come over here closer then. (laughs) John was not... You can even enlarge that. John was not happy. (laughs) Now, that's not the nativity. That was just the thing outside the store, but there was this giant nativity scene that was... Oh,
2: it's like some freakish thing Stella drew. (laughs) (laughs) Look Look
1: at (laughs) her mouth. The nativity scene was just beyond that, and apparently people wanted to take pictures. I forget what the artist's name was, and I'm sure someone's going to be able to tell me. And I thought they were very, very different. And John's... John had a very different reaction to them. And he kept saying, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I said, well, go stand next to her. Are you going to post this picture online? Maybe.
0: Oh. You've got... Please check out his face. (laughs) I may crop myself out of it, but it is just... She is just weird. And
2: it was... She looks familiar though. Like... I mean is
0: this guy- It's almost like A Precious, like precious moment. Yeah. yeah but it was No weird. And it's precious more
2: moments. I don't know What the What is
1: Now there was also A little store Right near Next door Where you could buy these In much smaller sizes Like for your tabletop Nativity You could set up Your own little Weird Precious Moments Nativity <laughs> set at home
0: And then They were walking around Venice critiquing The angels <laughs> Really <laughs> Critiquing the decorations And then and You're in St. Mark's Square And a couple times We were there at night And it's just incredibly beautiful and incredibly magical except for there's people trying to sell you things. It's almost like being on a New York street where the guys come up to you and go, look what I have, look what I have. People
1: selling scarves. In Florence, it was gypsy women selling really inexpensive folding umbrellas. We bought umbrellas in Florence on Christmas Eve. It was the only day we had any inclement weather. And our tour guide talked them down to a dollar a piece for these umbrellas and they're probably worth about 30 cents they kept us dry that day and we left them in Italy so uh, the day we were, when we would go to uh, St. Mark's Square at night I'm going to guess there were 150 gentlemen Wow! and they were selling these little rocket kind of things as you were sitting there all of a sudden the sky would light up with this electric blue little tiny lights and we couldn't figure out what it was and what it was, was these people walking around, and they had rubber bands between their fingers, and they would pull down on the rubber band. This thing had a hook on it, and it was lit up, bright blue, and it would shoot up into the air and then flip over, and then there was like a little propeller, so it would come down much You'd more slowly. It up into okay. the air, and it would float down.
2: Like a one-time...
0: Whirly like gig. Yeah, but you could use
1: that. it over and over again. Oh, so it wasn't, they didn't... This was it wasn't on fire or anything. No, like no, it. no. It was, it was a plastic thing with a little, um, a little light bulb in it, like little tiny LED. Light bulb. Did you ever oh. see when people wear a pin or and it like flashes or something? Yeah, yeah. This was just it didn't flash, and they would they had a, a rubber band and they would shoot this little rocket thing up in the air, and it would the night sky filled with these little blue lights all over St. Mark's Square. So it was really beautiful. Yeah. They yeah. also had a sound system in St. Mark's Square. That was probably the best PA system I've ever heard. As a matter of fact, John, one night, I I finally said to him, what are you looking for? He said, I'm looking for the orchestra. It was incredible. And I said, what orchestra? He said, the one playing the music. And the choir.
0: It sounded like there was a full choir uh, singing.
1: It it sounded like candlelight processional. When you're there and the music's live, and there's none of that pre recorded sound to it, this was incredible sound. So, between the Christmas carols and the orchestra music and these little blue things going up in the sky, it was a really magical evening. So, as we're sitting there, we were sitting on a a bench somewhere, these people would come up and try and sell it to us. Well, one man decided that the reason we weren't buying it is that we didn't understand how to use it.
0: So, he started talking really
1: slow. And explaining to us how you open the package, and you put the rubber bands between your fingers, and you pull down on it, and you let it go with your thumb and your forefinger. So when he was done, John took out his cell phone and tried to explain to him how his cell phone worked. (laughs) Pushed a little (laughs) button. And the man says to him, what are you doing? John says, well, I thought we were sharing. This is
0: when the man walked away. (laughs) I mean, it was just, they were relentless. Don't you want them? They're five for $3. Now they're ten for $2. Oh, they were. They were cheap. And I mean, we tried everything. We don't have kids. We'll give them to someone else. We don't like kids. I (laughs) pretended I was deaf at one point. I mean, it was give it to someone else's kid. It was just, it was. And they started out at $10 apiece And
1: before they walked away, they were ten for $10. uh Ah. So.
0: But it was sort of it was part of the whole atmosphere of it. I mean, I don't think it was like a thing where he said, "Oh, this is bothering me." This is was just part of the whole scope of
1: stuff. And at any time of day or night, the piazza was full of people. During the day, it's people feeding uh, uh, pigeons. Pigeons. At night, one of the local cafes has, uh, uh, and they had that orchestra music playing. There were people waltzing in the piazza at night. It's
0: truly incredible. Now, the hotel we were in was very, very beautiful, and it had sort of this French theme going for it. It had sort of French uh, provincial furniture that was roped off. You couldn't sit in, and it was, but it was done very well. And the place where we had breakfast every day was a – it looked like Louis XIV's ballroom. I mean, it was just – every inch was painted and gilded and had velvet furniture in it, and that's where we had lunch every day. breakfast breakfast Breakfast. every day and was also the place for our last night where we had our farewell dinner this was where they lost me our farewell (laughs) dinner was a mess
1: really yeah
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact,
1: we have a group, Our Italy, another trip going to Italy in May, and we've already spoken to them that they have to cut this out or there's going to be food thrown.
0: Pete will, will literally kill people if they what
1: do this. What's wrong with it? Usually they're so good. Well, usually a Farewell Dinner, they talk about our trip, people talk about the remembrances, and your ABD guides take hundreds and hundreds of photos throughout the trip. They on the last couple of days, they narrow that down and there's a slide or a a presentation where they showed pictures from the trip. Well, there was entertainment before any of this happened. And they brought out a gentleman from a Venetian improv group who talked about what life is like in Venice and then there were several children on our trip, and the children wanted to talk to him. And he would pretend he had a gun and was shooting them. And he it did, was
0: really weird and really inappropriate. The guy was trying to get, get get through his spiel and get through his skit. And the kids were the kids were great on this trip. I love really these kids. Were. And they would just be very excited because it was the last night. But he was kind of trying to be funny. And, and he said, "Oh, I do this and I do this," and he goes, "I kill kids." And I thought, and okay. everybody, Rays. you
1: could kind of hear the the room went quiet for a second. Was sucked out of the room, and then he stopped, and they brought
0: in a chamber quartet to play chamber music, dressed up like Marie Antoinette okay. with big hair.
2: Oh, okay, That'd be kind of visual. I could see that. But uh-huh.
0: well, Marie Antoinette's French, and we're in Venice, right? Right.
2: So then
1: they brought out. Dancers in period costumes who did the minuet for us, and at this point you're thinking, "I want dinner. Bring me something to eat. Bring me my food. Stop this. Make it stop." Then they had everybody from the adventure get up and do the minuet and do oh. dances. Then the gentleman who was the improv came back as a different person.
0: Oh, really? I just just let me sit down. Exactly. Yeah. It was, and yeah. you know, you get to this point in the group in the trip where everybody's. You know people, and we're yeah. sitting around and we're talking about how great the trip was, right. and we're talking about things like going home. And, and now and people- they're making
2: you dance. Did you uh, get up and dance, John? No.
0: no, trust me. This guy knew not to leave us alone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were wearing like powdered wigs. Uh-huh. And
0: like- powdered wigs, and they were- it was. Uh, he was Monsieur. So Venetian looking. Yeah. Blah blah. Well, blah. the whole thing is your farewell dinner
1: is a Venetian carnival. Oh, okay. And the masks that you made, everybody puts their mask on and takes a picture. So there was a theme. There definitely was a theme. And and I see it, what they
0: were going for, but it was just ridiculous. It just went on a little well, What long. about the
2: dude with the fake gun? What, what did he,
1: where did he didn't he have fit? a
0: fake gun. He was using his fingers. Like, and, like the kids would run past him, and he'd put his fingers to shape like he had a gun in his hand and he'd pretend that he shot the kids as they went by. And I thought, someone's got to put this guy in his place and get rid of him because yeah. it was just inappropriate. It was inappropriate. And it, was, and it went
1: on a little long, in my opinion. They could have tightened this up down to 10 minutes. So there was no slideshow. Oh, yeah. Then there was dinner, and then there was a slideshow. So our farewell dinner, which is usually kind of a emotional kind of yeah. thing, by the time it was done, I think most people were
0: thinking, i got to get out of here. He did all this, this whole skit about how he was a doctor, and he brought people up to say, I'm going to test your to test you and I mean, it was really weird. It was just all sort of and we kept thinking come on just stop test it. Test you. Now on top like of I that just pretended to give him a shot at one point. It was really weird. Was and just-
1: Everybody most people were leaving that next morning. So it's you not only have your farewell dinner you then have to go back and you have to pack up your room yeah. and in Venice you have to leave for the airport three hours early because from the hotel it is a 40 minute speedboat ride.
0: Which is awesome. <laughs> it's just so cool. Now Kevin had issues with that, but I, I mean, just think of you know you got to get in a boat to get to the plane. It, it is, just and ABD
1: away. does everything they can. I had a problem with it because we had to leave the hotel at four a.m. It was nineteen degrees on the morning. I had to go down a wooden staircase that was covered with moss or um, algae. I had to get into a speedboat in in nineteen at four o'clock in the morning. I don't see well in the dark it was cool it was just my next flight out of venice will be a little later in the day <laughs> so we're not leaving you know in the middle of the night we're not fleeing but it is very cool to mm-hmm. take a boat to the airport and abd does the most amazing job everybody who left that day had an abd representative travel with them to the airport wow because they drop you off at a dock but you're still not at the airport. We okay. left for the
0: airport at what? We had to get. Downstairs. Our flight was at seven thirty. So we were downstairs in the lobby at four a.m. We we were downstairs at three forty-five and we left at four. And a.m. our guides met us. Wanted to make sure everything was okay. Our
1: luggage had to be outside the room at three forty-five. We got on the boat to take us to the airport, and our luggage was already on the boat. They had had somebody put it on the boat. Uh, there was the boat driver, and then there was uh, we had an ABD representative who was familiar with. How the airport worked in Venice, so the, she was there to translate if there were any issues with. Well, that's she nice. walked us Again. right up to
0: the right up to the counter. Yeah. I couldn't fantastic. say enough yeah. nice things about. Yeah.
1: Uh, you can't say enough nice things about how they do. You get out at the airport, and now there's a person there. There's a porter there to take the luggage off the boat for you. Um, it's about a five minute walk from the dock to the airport, but because it was so early in the morning. They had a van pick us up at the dock and drive us around to the airport. I think everybody got that because it was so cold that day. Okay. And again, there was um, there was John and I and another couple who were traveling, and they were their flight was about twenty minutes earlier than ours. So we went to where they left from first, and she made sure that you know they checked in that they there was somebody there to translate with you know, passport information. And before you left she would say to you, Are you done? Is everything okay? And then you went on to get
0: on to your flight. So they really they take care of you. Yeah. The portion of Venice goes by way too fast. We're definitely gonna stay longer next time. A couple more days in Venice. It's just too much to see and do and enjoy in Venice. It just seemed to really fly. We enjoyed Venice so much the
1: last time that the scheduled events that they have seem to be cutting into the amount of time that we had. That's why we skipped the mask-making yeah, thing.
2: But that's a whole a, a part of the ABD
0: experience, though. It is. And you know something? Um, I'll tell you something that happened was they, they went and they made their masks, and the night of the weird guy shooting the kids was the, the carnival, and everyone's masks was there waiting for them and they put their masks on, and they actually made masks for Kevin and I oh, nice. so that we wouldn't feel left yeah. out because everyone else had theirs. So they took care of us, and they were looking out for us. Had I
1: never done this before? I'd definitely do the mask making. I would definitely do it, and I'm going to do it with our the group that goes in.
0: See, I would enjoy that because I love our Venetian masks that we bought there.
1: I'm sure I don't look like that. but oh,
2: well, that's like in Barcelona. We got to paint glass, and I had a whole little... Class with our little dish. We painted. And those things and are
0: great. They're great experiences to do together with a group. They're great things to have to do when you're in Venice. Having such a short period of time, been there before, going back, it just thought I thought let's just go and do our. Stuff. I
1: wanted that time to do the things I wanted to do. There wasn't enough time to do all of the things I wanted to do, so that's why we didn't. But it, as I, John said, when we go back in May, we're going to stay an extra night or two in Venice, so that will free up the time to then go to the mask making. And right.
0: when you go back, you're doing it. Yeah, you're doing ABD again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep. And if you're interested in joining us, we still have space available on this trip. You can partake of all the things that we've told you about and have these experiences yourself. Write to me at Kevin at Dreams dot com. This is. I've done a bunch of ABDs and I loved going to Paris. I loved it. There's something extraordinary extraordinary about this trip to Italy. I
0: agree. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you guys for participating. That'll do it for this episode. That'll do it for our show. Um, We hope you join us next week for another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh 大决赛，高峰。